Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app. Or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. football on the TV last night, uh, even though it was the Jets and Browns. It's still real to me, damn it. But uh, no, look, it's, here's my thing. Obviously, we got to talk about it, right? It's something we have to talk about, but it seems like it's all anybody's talked about. We got fall camp kicking off. We got guys taking reps. We got guys winning and losing jobs. We got coaches staying up, 
you know, uh, all through the night and early in the morning, man. I'm, I'm ready to talk about the stuff that happens on the field. Same here, Jake. So before we get into all that conference realignment, the stuff we kind of have to get to, because it's relevant, I want to jump to your Twitter timeline and ask you about this tweet. I think this will be fun. You tweeted this out uh, about an hour ago, actually. Fall camp lesson number three. Leaving tape on the locker room floor makes me know I can't trust you to make the play. For those who have never been in a locker room or haven't been on a football team or a team of any kind that are tuned in, explain why that's so important. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think Ed Reed may have had the best speech ever on this uh, in talking about him in, at Miami and in the NFL. You know, one of the reasons football is one of the greatest, it, it's the greatest sport, in my opinion, obviously the best team sport, is because how you live your life off the field, how you take care of what's yours, how you take care of each other, that's the difference on fourth and one. You, it's, not, it's not all the pregame speeches. It's not all the trash talk. It's about how you take care of your business, doing the little things. That's what it is. It's a moniker for the little things. How am I supposed to come in here and be at my best? It's like the people who say, you know, if you, if you want to change your life, start cleaning up your room every day. You got a dirty room, make sure your room's clean. It's amazing when you lift the standard outside of on the field, how your standard on the field continues to rise and you're forever chasing that standard. So it's something if you've ever been in a locker room where the coaches – Coach, what, there's times where we, we had to run after practice and then we had to run guys after because there was one thing left on the floor. Because if you're willing to leave one thing on the floor, you're willing to cheat a, a rep in the weight room. You're willing to not pay attention for a couple minutes in a meeting room when it may come down to that play or that adjustment or that new terminology or that new combination or that new run stunt uh, on the field. So it, it's a moniker about who you are and how you handle your business. And that's what, that's what we try and do, man, at Cranny Company. And you do a great job at too is – we call it winning the water cooler, man. I'm trying to take your ass inside the locker room. I'm trying. Fans want to get as close to the game as possible. I'm trying to basically do everything but give you a helmet, shoulder pads, and let you go get a little taste. I love it, Jake. Moving to the realignment stuff. As you mentioned, Brett McMurphy posting this. Oregon and Washington, they're going to the Big Ten. Arizona's headed to the Big 12. Of course, USC, UCLA, that's already happened. They're in the Big Ten. Thoughts on just this whirlwind? We've heard from Florida State. They won out of the ACC, which yeah. I guess isn't necessarily a surprise, but, like, there's real traction out of them getting the hell out of there. We've heard the rumors of them, Clemson, Big Ten bound maybe. I mean, you're just overall thought on this storm of, of realignment. And then the Pac-12, man. I mean, th- do they have any hope of survival at this point? Uh, no. Kate Winslet won't move over on the door. They're going to freeze to death in the water. Um <laughs> Here's where I'm at. As long as I, I want college football to be as healthy as possible, mm-hmm. right? I, I want college football to be at its strongest all across the country. I want people to love it on the West Coast. I want people to love it on the East Coast. I want people to love it in the South. I want people to love it in the North. I want people to love it in the Midwest. The on-the-field product right now is as good as it's ever been. Not just the talents on the field, but schematically. Mm-hmm. The adjustments. The amount of information that guys are able to not only attain, but retain. And that's what counts. Now, depending on who you root for and where you're at, depends on how you feel, I think, about conference realignment. If you're a fan of the Pac-12, well, you're really worried right now, and you should be, because I, I think the house just fell on the witch. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, I think they're gone too. Oregon and Washington going to the Big 12, or Big 10, smart move for multiple reasons. One, they're big brands. 
I don't think people realize how much money Washington pumps into athletics. I think they're top seven in the country. We know Oregon. I mean, they got they got walking around money to spend. Nobody's worried about making a dollar over there. But what you've done now since USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten, you obviously have two schools over here on the fringe, everybody else here. Well, you've got to at some point build that bridge in between. And it's not for football. USC and UCLA can afford to go play a Big Ten schedule, get on the plane, go a couple days early, stay in a nice hotel, have a place to practice. It's for the smaller sports that, by the way, play pretty much double, sometimes triple the games, right, and don't have the revenue to be able to just hop on the plane and go all these different places. So when you build that bridge, you take a little bit of pressure, not just off the budget, but off the schedule makers too, because that's a tough ordeal to go through. And these, we hear about all these changes, and it sounds like it's happening very fast to us. Oh, well, they just announced a Board of Regents meeting. Something's going down. But these things, it's like the military. We get 30 years of technology that they've had. We're 30 years behind the military in what they have technology-wise. These moves have been being put together for a long time. We just see the end result of it. We're just now getting the Google Maps of it, uh, per se, when it comes down to that analogy. But when you look at the ACC, they're in trouble too, Chris. They're in big trouble. Not just because of the contract that a lot of these teams are locked into, souring them and the revenue sharing, but who are you going to go get? Who's out there that you can go get and say, you know what? Man, we feel really good about our future. That's why what Brett Yormark and the Big 12 did was very smart. Calculated aggression. UCF, pretty big brand, huge market. Cincinnati, pretty big brand, huge market. Houston, growing brand that's really good, humongous market. And BYU, it's a religion, dog. So, like, outside, of, who are you going to go get? If you're the ACC, what's the answer? Who's going to come in and save you? I'll hang up and listen because there's not a lot of answers out there. So Notre Dame, that's why they're the sexiest girl at the dance right now, you know, because they got that NBC contract. They're a big brand. Uh, they're going to have to hop in at some point. But outside of that, man, I mean, what's the Mountain West and what's left of the Pac-12 going to come together? I never thought I'd see a time when we had a caller calling our show. This is, this, this is where it's at right now. Boise State fan from Idaho. Cade, I think, from Idaho. Shout out, Cade. He called in and said, man, I've been a Boise State fan my whole life. My dream has been for us to be in the Pac-12. Now with the Pac-12 called, I don't think I want to go. Think, just think about that for a second. That's how much college football has changed. And you talk about, Jake, the future of college football and us as SEC guys. I, th I think we're on the right side of this thing because the SEC is <laughs> obviously in great yeah. position. They're, yeah, they're in the great. -bomb. Yeah, yeah, we got exactly. Oppenheimer. Texas, OU, obviously jumping in next year. You'll be at 16 teams. I know the SEC isn't in the mode of, I think, expanding or adding right now, although Greg Sankey, you know that if the right team came around, I mean, he's a forward-thinking commissioner, the best commissioner in college sports. I know you and I both agree. But if they were to hypothetically add two more or four more, let's say next summer or two years from now or what have you, it's obviously going to depend on who's available. But, like, are there any out there you think would be – natural fits or would be value adds to the sec i look at maybe like a north carolina you take the entire state of north carolina that market i think florida state could make a lot of sense i think a clemson i mean saying that as a gamecock fan might sound blasphemous but to me they're an sec school in the acc anyways these teams might go to the big 10 but like just for fun if the sec were to say be a 20 team league who would you think the other four would be or who do you think would at least make sense in that conversation florida state Clemson, 
North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Those are the four right there. Mm. Now, the the part that I'm here's what's going on with with Florida State and Clemson. And look, I, I like Jack McGuire a lot, right? I, and I think somebody probably did tell him that. But the question is, it's not where do you want to go. It's how are you going to get there. I, I'm not a lawyer, right? Never been a lawyer. Probably would have been a pretty decent one. Would, would have tried to probably <laughs> probably been defense attorney. I don't know. I don't really think about it. But I'm not one. I don't know how Florida State or any of these ACC teams can get out of this grant of rights deal. Lawyers will always find a way to make an argument. Sometimes you don't have a great argument. It's like they say, when you have the, the facts, pound the facts. When you have the law, pound the law. When you have neither, pound the table. I think what Florida State's doing right now is pounding the table because they're posturing for the SEC. And it'll be a cold day in hell before I believe that Greg Sankey and the SEC, they say, oh, nobody wants to be the super villain. Nobody wants to go snatch up these teams. Dude, the, the motto of the conference is it just means more. Hell, while I work, that the thing is facts don't care about your feelings, right? Florida State is telling everybody we're open for business. And they're trying to posture to make the Big Ten try and find a way somehow. I don't know if Fox is going to send Batman to Tokyo to somehow rescue Florida State or send him down to Tallahassee or whatever, uh, how they're going to get through that. But but it makes Florida State, who is at their most marketable, they've been in a long time. And if they have a great year this year, they're going to be even more marketable. But imagine how much easier it would be for ESPN, who owns that contract, to say, you know what, Florida State, here's what we'll do. We're in deals with the SEC. Why don't we just find a way to keep our lawyers you keep your lawyers. We don't need these other guys over here. And find a way to bring them along. Because if if I think if the if ESPN were to get rid of if the ACC were to dissolve, I think that's a two hundred fifty million dollar bang that you get. And they need it right now. They're hurting. They're falling apart. It's a post Malone song right now. And you know what? In my opinion, it really don't hurt my feelings. But when you look at it, I don't know how Florida State or Clemson goes to the Big Ten. I think they're posturing. I think they're wearing – I think they hike their skirts up a little bit, and they're walking around downtown trying to get the SEC to look. Jake, are you nervous about the future of the sport? Because I, I look at it and these the conference realignment thing, mm. you know, it, it's a made-for-TV sport at this point because I, I don't yeah. care if Southern Cal's got to travel to Rutgers. Like, I'll watch it. Like, I'm not driving to it or going from L.A. to Piscataway or what have you, but – we are losing a lot of – if you're the fan that's really ingrained, entrenched in it, and you go to all the home games and you travel to one or two road games a year and you got conferences changing up and teams going to different conferences. And let's say you're a fan of one of those teams. College – and then you and then you factor in Portal and NIL. College football just looks a lot different than you yeah. are used to if you're one of those fans. Yeah, here's – Hey, I'll go back to what I said. The, the on-the-field product is as good as it's ever been, right? And that that is – the we talk about keeping the main thing the main thing, right? What worries me the most and, – and look, there's they shouldn't have let NIL and the transfer portal just let the, let the monster just run into the village and start ripping villagers. Simultaneously, apart. too. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. That was Simultaneously. the crazy part. And then say, oh, no, we need to make rules. <laughs> Building the parachute on the way down gets your ass flattened. That's what happens. Right. But, but the thing that worries me is that – is when the government gets involved. Nothing good ever happens when the government gets involved. I don't want them to, and some people say, oh, it's the only way. It's the only way this can happen. 
No, it's not. Think about it. What if, because the NCAA and college football, they're getting further apart, right? I think the NCAA is just going to, it's going to end up being away from college football, doubling down on college basketball and all the other sports. Why would you not, not just start your own college football commission and say, hey, listen, here's the deal. All these teams, these power conferences, the group of fives, you are now underneath our wing. And hell, let Greg Sankey be the czar. But you have a commission. You let Greg Sankey be the czar. You have Petiti. You have all these other guys that can that can help run it. And for anybody, like you have a national letter of intent, right, that you signed. It says this is the NCAA. You have to follow the rules. Why can't we just make a letter of intent that now you have to follow the commission's rules? What We don't have to let all these senators get stick their hand in the pot. Like that's that's what it's a money grab. You haven't figured this out. It's a money grab. They want some of the money because college football is a billion dollar industry. We need a college football commission. We need a different letter of intent that says if you're a player that wants to go play at South Carolina or play at Clemson or play at Tulane or play at Fresno State and you're under this commission, you Mm -hmm. are following our rules. And that doesn't make you an employee. Right. That doesn't mess up any of the collectives in the schools. It doesn't mess up the NIL or anything. But it's the smart decision. Mm -hmm. That's why nobody will do it. Jake, speaking of the government, which I realize is a very dangerous way to start a conversation. Speaking of the government, though. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Close the blinds, right? No, you had Tommy Tuberville on your show who, uh, you know, spoke on NIL. I think the new bill there they proposed or what have you. Explain to us, because I saw the headlines. I admittedly didn't read a lot of the fine print. Mm -hmm. Again, I know you guys spoke to him in detail. Explain what it is they're proposing, and do you think it's a good idea or not? Well, again, I, the government's getting involved, so no, I don't think it's a good idea. And I'll right. tell, I told you know, Coach Tubbs that. I got a lot of respect for Coach Tubbs, but listen, I'm not – if I want to make everybody happy, I'd sell ice cream for a living. But the, 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 there's a non-starter in there. So one of, the, one of the rules in the bill is you have to stay three years at the college, right? You have to stay there. That's, that's never going to work. They're never going to sign off on that. It's a non-starter. Shocker. Capitol Hill put a non-poison pill, uh, poison pill in the bill. That's it's amazing how that actually happened. But, you know, my rule is this. I, I think it should be like this. If you if you want to transfer, right, you want to use that one free transfer to go from South Carolina to Rutgers out of conference. Great, great. But you should not be able to transfer from South Carolina to LSU are within the same conference for free unless your head coach is fired, let go, or takes another job. In that case, I feel like you should be able to go that, even if you've already transferred once, if the head coach that you signed up to play for is gone, not the offensive coordinator, not not the, not the uh, defensive coordinator, but the head coach, you should be able to go from South Carolina to LSU. That... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That, to me, is the, is the way to help it. Um, but outside of that, uh, and I think that's an easy fix, man. I think it's an easy fix. Like, but but again, they won't do it. So, Jake, when you look at ball on the field, let's talk some actual football, man. Yeah, Fall camp it. is underway. South Carolina, of course, hit the field this morning. Um, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, the elite, they've already been out there. Florida got out there earlier this week. I know you guys taught a little fall camp on your show. I believe it was this morning or yesterday morning. Yeah. Any Anything stand out? Any storylines? Any tidbits? I mean, again, I, I know it's fall camp, and you kind of have to – Read between the lines of what you hear, but what stood out to you thus far? There's tons of quarterback battles going on. There's a happy Nick Saban, which is terrifying for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your, your thoughts on just what's been going on with fall camp to this point? Yeah, the first, right now they're still in panties. Nobody knows anything. Right. They're running around there with shorts on. Everybody's looking good. They got their, their shirts pulled up, showing their abs to anybody that's walking by. <laughs> so until the pads go on, no battles are going to be won. But there are storylines, right? And it starts at the quarterback position. Especially when, when you don't have pads on yet, it's tough for a guy to win the job at guard when we're out here basically just walking through and we can't really do one-on-ones. You can't do a true inside drill and stuff like that. You look at Alabama right now. Who's going to win that one uh, is, is fascinating. Uh, you look at, at, at like Joe Milton at Tennessee, right? And, and I want to say this, and, and this is what I continue to say, and I'm going to tell you what I think. Some of these guys, I look, these sports media guys, all they do is say good things about people. Like, they, they, no, they say no bad things. Like, everybody's going to be good. If that's the case, then everybody's going to go undefeated. It drives me nuts. Oh, this guy's going to be a dog. This guy's got that dog. Some, not everybody's going to play good, bud. You might as well go ahead and say what you really think. But that's a story for another day. Um, but when, when, you, when, you, when we talk about the Nick Saban picture, I'm going I'm to get to that. That means absolutely nothing. And here's why. People say, oh, Nick Saban's smiling. He must be happy. He Oh, everybody's in trouble. College football's in trouble. If he would have been pissed off and knocked the Coke bottle off and walked out, you know what they'd have said? Oh, Nick Saban's pissed off. Everybody's in trouble. He's back in his bag being Nick Saban. It means absolutely nothing, whether he's smiling, whether he's angry. Alabama fans are going to be excited about it because it's a way to make themselves feel better. And that's how every fan base would be, right? Mm. Oh, Nick Saban, they're going to find the good in it. Other fan bases are going to find the bad in it. And that's what makes it fun. But sitting here looking at a picture saying, oh, no, now I'm really scared of Tyler Buckner because Nick Saban was smiling coming off the podium. It's fun. It's still somewhat talking season. I get it. But look, it, it... we're not going to know until they try it out there against Texas. I don't care if he's smiling, frowning, halfway looking. 
drinking, whatever. Jake, were you a happy or, or mean football coach or, or just kind of even keel? What were you What were you during practice Man, days, was, game days, everything? Oh, during game days. Well, Are practice too. I mean, I guess so. I guess you flipped a different switch when it came to game day. Oh, dude. Um, I, look, I was always real. That that's what I was. I I didn't go into a day or a practice saying, you know, I'm going to be this guy today. I'm going to be pissed off today. If I needed, if I felt like we weren't doing what we were supposed to do, and and I treated everybody the same, right? I treated everybody the same. I don't care who your parents were, what color your skin was, what religion you were, whatever. If I, if I felt like we weren't – if I was genuinely upset, I was going to be genuinely upset. If something was going good, I was going to tell the guys when it was going good too. But I had one rule. I would never walk off the field with me being mad at you or you being mad at me. If something happened and, and, and we need to talk about it, we can talk about it. And I treated them like adults. I talked to them like adults, right? Until you show me that you're a child, I will treat you like you're an adult. Now, if you show me you're a child, I'm going to treat you like a child. But I never went into a practice saying I need to be this guy or a meeting saying I need to be this guy. Now, on game day, I'm the most competitive cat that there is. I don't care. And I know people say that, but I'm, that, that's me. That, that guy that, that cares too much, that's me. And, I mean, I, uh, you never want to get to a point where you're so fired up that you can't operate. But there's also that threaded needle, that honey hole to where, you know, it's a game for you, too. Coaches put in a lot of work. You get juiced up too. And I, I've, I've been known to give a good pregame speech or two now, especially <laughs> to the group. And I'm a very honest, emotional person um, when it comes to that aspect. Now, when, it, when it, you're on during the game, it's just like anything. You're locked in. I'm at work. That's what I'm doing. I'm having to see. Not that I can't get you fired up. Not that I may not rip some ass every now and then. But I'm, I'm at work. And this is what I do best. So there's a good balance there, but you got to be yourself. That and in recruiting too. When I go recruit, I would laugh at some of these 35, 40, 50 year old men that would go in there and just try and be hip and be cool. Like, what's up? You know, try and be somebody else. And I used to think to myself, you know, if you're being fake, you know who can spot a fake quicker than anybody? It's a 17 or 18 year old kid because they see it every day. They're in high school. That's the fakest time of your life. So I always felt being real was it was the best policy. Jake, you speak on the pregame speeches, and I know you're a college football diehard like I, so you probably recall back in the day when Mark May and Lou Holtz used to do his, like, weekly – the, the pregame speech thing he'd do on ESPN and, like, give a speech to this team, that team – you got to be careful because I might start asking you on Fridays. All right, put yourself in Beamer shoes. What are you saying to the uh, to the Gamecocks before this game? We might just have you give like one big speech the Friday before UNC. I'll be like, all right, Jake, give your speech to Gamecocks football going in the twenty twenty three season. Save it for then. I think that might have to be a thing. No, look, we on. we can do That'd it. You know, you don't ever you don't ever forget <laughs> that. But by the way, I, I got a really good Lou Holtz impression. Well, now I mean. I, you can't drop that bomb and then just skirt out of here. I, I think that's one you got to. Well, what, 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 tell me about Lou Holtz. Or you want to, or you want to save it till then? I don't care either way, but that's well, I that's mean, notable look, information. It's, it's, it is not well, like you know, what killed me about Lou Holtz when he was on ESPN was like mm. so they'd ask him any question, it was it would always revert back to Notre Dame, like regardless of what the question was. <laughs> they'd be like Reese Davis would be like, Lou, man, what do you think about Texas Tech versus Kansas State this week? He's like, man, that's such a good game. He's like, but let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you about the Notre Dame 
fighting Irish this week. <laughs> Listen, you got Jesus Christ himself, anointing Jesus Christ, laying it on the field in the end zone. It would always go back, and he his cadence, he'd start talking about it, and then we see what they just want to do when they believe in themselves. But then, as Notre Dame, <laughs> like, it just geeks me, man. It just always used to geek me. Mark May used to laugh every time. But I'll tell you a funny Lou Holtz story real quick. Mm-hmm. My dad, my father played in the Japan Bowl, and Lou Holtz was coaching. And, you know, it's guys from all different areas, whatever, whatever. He said the first practice, Lou Holtz start, started uh, talking to the team. And some of the guys had never heard him talk before. And, like, he started talking, and three of them, like, busted out laughing. They thought it was a joke. They thought he was, like, joking and making a joke. <laughs> and he kicked them out. Kicked them, made him fly all the way back home from Japan. So, I tell you, man, Lou, Lou was a hell of a coach, but – Man, he used to geek me with that voice, man. That's like a, he's got that back lisp. <laughs> well, again, we'll save the uh, the 2023 season hype up speech from Jake Crane for then that Friday before UNC will be a good time. Jake, one last thing before I get you out of here: the news of the week for South Carolina, Dylan Stewart, 2024 five star yeah. edge out of the DMV, he commits. Just overall thoughts, man, of what Shane Beamer's building. You know, obviously, it had been a slow last couple of months mm-hmm. in regards to you know, headliner commitments or blue chippers. But, boy, what a way to kick off the month of August and what great momentum to carry into the 2023 season, getting the, the commitment of a guy like Dylan Stewart. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't have – I think I even tweeted out, I didn't have Shane Beamer, you know, pantsing Ryan Day in front of the whole high school at the graduation <laughs> on my bingo card. Um, here's what I'll say. You know, and, and when I break down South Carolina this year, everybody's talking about Spencer Rattler. And I think it's got more to do with how good South Carolina is up front. Spencer Rattler can't do it all by himself. Spencer Rattler will go as far as the offensive line is able to protect him. All right, South Carolina will go as far as as the offensive line and the defensive line. That's what it's going to come down to. It always does. But how you bridge the gap to get where South Carolina fans want to go, right, to be able to compete for championships, you don't do it just with wide receivers. You don't do it with DBs. You do it with guys like Dylan Stewart guys that can rush the passer, guys that are good enough to spill and box the run, and you do it up front. How did Georgia elevate themselves to the top of college football? They did it up front. How did Michigan elevate themselves past Ohio State? They did it up front. How did Oklahoma State and Baylor and Kansas State last year elevate themselves in the Big 12 and TCU? They did it up front. How did Utah do it in the Pac-12? They did it up front. That's what it comes down to. You have to not only have a good starting five on the offensive line, you have to have seven. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. To eight. You can't just have a good starting four on the defensive line. 
you've got to have six to seven, and you've got to have dogs. And Dylan Stewart is a damn dog, and you're going to see it. You're going to see it. Y'all seen Jadavian. I'm not saying he's going to be Jadavian. But if you want to compete with Georgia consistently, you want to compete with Tennessee consistently in Alabama, guys like Dylan Stewart, that's the, that's the bullet train to get there. And that's why it's such a big deal. Jake, to your point, Dowell Loggins had this to say, the Gamecocks OC just two days ago, quote, the offensive line will be as good as they go this year, end quote. So, there you have it. Coaches know. That's, coaches know. That's what it comes down to. Jimmy's and Joe's, my friend. Jimmy's and Joe's. Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Jake, it's always a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate taking the time. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Definitely, man. And I just want to let everybody know we, uh, we're we almost to 100,000 on YouTube. Uh, we got a great interview with Shane Beamer over there, too. David Cohn, was, that was his first offer, was from Shane Beamer when he was at Mississippi State. They got a real cool interview you guys go to YouTube, it's C-R-A-I-N, Crane and Company. Go check it out. Go subscribe. And, uh, Chris, we got to get you on there soon as well, my friend. Yeah, my man. Congrats to you guys for the success, by the way. 100K, that's big time. Appreciate y'all. Dude, you too, man. I still, got, I still got my Beamer ball towel, too. Don't think I forgot. I love it. We'll re-up you for this season with some other merch. I got you. Please. We got more hand towels than bed. Well, bed that <laughs> Beyond used to have. They're out of business now. But, uh, no, I appreciate it, brother. Y'all be good. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon.